We got a fun one for you today. We are talking with former team manager Jake Schemmel. After we talk about our vibe on this year's team, we get into what goes into the sausage for March Madness Magic on the team side of things. And also, well, what was it like working for Tom Izzo all this time? Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked On Spartans listeners, thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here at Locked On Spartans as we get closer and closer to the real madness of postseason basketball, starting with the Big Ten Tournament. Uh, Fun one for you today. Hey, we're going to talk with Jake Schemmel. He was a manager for two seasons under Tom Izzo, one of those being the 2015 Final Four season. So before getting to that chat, hey, please rate, review, and subscribe to this here YouTube channel or podcast. Any way you digest this, thank you so much. And hey, let's stop wasting time. Let's get to our guy, Jake Schemmel. Beyond honored to welcome on, that's right, former team manager for the 2013-14 season and the 2014-15 Final Four season, the one, the only, Jake Schemmel. Jake, how on earth are you doing, man? Thanks a lot for joining us. Matt, I'm doing well. It's really coming full circle, seeing as how, when I was in school, you were on the beat. Yeah, uh, I was I was protecting uh, the locker room doors, making sure that credentialed media members and upstanding individuals were in the locker room interv- interviewing our players. And now here we are today as two basically Twitter personalities who say some very irrational things on our timeline oh. to the public. But yeah, uh, it, it's wonderful to be here. And thank you for having me on. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, so credential media, or if you just wore horrible flannel shirts and just the worst pair of shoes of all time like <laughs> me, that also got you in the locker room every once in a while. So it, it was nice. Been, well, the, the career's been on a downward trajectory ever since, but hey, we're having we're having fun. And that's what that's what matters. Jake, I brought you on um, today for a few reasons. One, hey, I would love to talk about, you know, what goes into the sausage in March Madness from a team manager perspective, everything like that. But we got to address something first. This is like a week or two ago. You laid out like 13-ish games that had to happen for Michigan State to get the double bye. And when you sent this out, a little bit of like, wow, is Jake really that bored? Um, That is a lot of research. None of this is going to happen, but hey, good on you. Lo and behold, Jake, uh, it happened. (laughs) MSU got the double bye. And now you are here on a podcast where we jinx everything to oblivion. I could say that Tom Izzo was going to coach Friday's game. And Thursday evening, he will announce his retirement. Like that, that's right. That's how bad it's gotten here. So we brought you on here to kind of balance us out here. Do you have any predictions for the upcoming Big Ten tournament that you just want to set in stone right now here, please? Oh man, that that's you're really putting me on the spot there because that was yeah. I think it was I think it was nine games, and uh, I had seriously considered parlaying it just for the hell of it. Sure, you know, you know, there's there's no reason to. I'm going to parlay. I'm going to you know going to be plus you know 100,000 odds I'm going to just yep. put five bucks on it and the first game's going to lose like there's just no way yep. and lo and behold eight games in I'm like why did I not bet on a single one of these games it's so I'm right there with you from a from a jinx perspective but yeah. um, no it was it was a lot of fun I'm very proud of uh I mean this team being able to get a double buy that's very big from a manager perspective that we'll kind of get into and just from a player yeah. perspective of kind of how the Big Ten tournament works. But uh, I like our draw a lot. I mean, I don't love having to play Purdue in the semifinals, but the big thing with that, it is very hard to play uh, a team three times and beat them three times. 
And I think one thing that we've seen, there are two ways to beating Purdue, and that's if you can get Edie into foul trouble. And while Braden Smith and uh, Fletcher Lawyer have been a huge reason to their success this year, they're both freshmen. I wouldn't say that they've struggled in the spotlight, but they don't have a lot of in-game experience and in-game experience when it comes to, I mean, we saw it, they struggled a lot towards the end. And tournament time and even the Big Ten tournament is vastly different from what the NCAA tournament will be. Uh, And so I really like that matchup against them. And I think we can strongly – I I think we have a very good chance of getting ourselves into Sunday for that championship game, but it will really just depend on uh, what team shows because we've seen over the last couple weeks we can be a lights-out team scoring 90-plus points or we can be a team that's defensive and gritty (laughs) and, you know, winning games 50 45 different things like that. So it'll just be if we can, I think it'll all stem from the guard play with our trio of Aikens, Hogard, and uh, Walker. And I think if AJ really just takes it from a distributive uh, standpoint and lets Walker continue to do his thing, I think those two really mesh well together and can definitely get us into the championship game on Sunday. Hey, there, you already laid out the double bye for us. So there is the roadmap to Sunday. There you have it. So lock it in, set it in stone. Go get MSU plus 600 at FanDuel right now. Um, I want to go back to that comment that you made, though, that, you know, the double buy is massive for the team. And, you know, the the easy, you know, observation to pick out is, hey, three games is is better than putting four games on the legs. But other than that, what is the big difference between the single buy and the double buy, whether it be from just the team perspective, a team manager perspective? How important is starting Friday rather than Thursday? Uh, it just gives you another day to prepare. I think there's a lot of this stuff, a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes from just like a manager perspective. I mean, one thing is we'll have a conference room where we actually tape out a whole court mm-hmm. uh, and then we're doing walkthroughs and everything like that. During the season, you know, when we're scouting teams, we're we're doing anything and everything to learn about that team. And that's from an offensive and a defensive perspective, watching all of their plays both defense, you know, looking for calls, everything like that, scouting players, knowing, okay, if Hunter Dickinson's on the left block, he is going two dribbles, you know, maybe a little shimmy and then back up over his right shoulder. Whereas if he's on the right block, he's going one dribble and spinning back to get to that left hand. I mean, we are monitoring everything. And on this short of a turnaround, you really just look for tendencies in their last five games. Okay. Who did they ride the hot hand? What is he doing? You're riding much more off of just tendencies of a specific player. You're obviously still knowing all of um, tendencies of that team, but just from having to not prepare for another game is very huge just because, especially with the Big Ten tournament, you're going back-to-back days. NCAA tournament's a little bit different where you have a day off, you can really get to know a team. But, um, you know, if you haven't – if you're playing on Thursday and you win and then you play on Friday and you're playing a team that you haven't, sometimes you only play a team one time in the big 10 and that's not a team right. that you've played since the beginning of January or sometimes even now with the way the big 10 schedule is structured, it can be the beginning of December. And that makes it very tough uh, just from a scouting perspective. There's so many different things that go into the tournament too. Uh, it's not a true home game for anyone, maybe till Saturday or Sunday because you have, nine to 10 teams that are buying. uh, I think they do them in just like three or four game passes that they used to for the tournament, but you're buying sessions. You're not buying, um, you know, for your specific game. So no team really has home field advantage. You're playing on a court. I mean, most kids have never played at, you know, majority of the courts that the big 10 tournament is held at. It's a different Mm -hmm. ball. I mean, that's a huge thing that is different. Um, You know, usually you play to the home team's ball. 
when you're on the road um, in the Big Ten. But being in the tournament now, it's a different ball. So there's a lot of different factors and just, I think, having a rest off of the Big Ten season, but also just more time to prepare for a lot of different variables. Kids are going to have their parents in town. Um, there's just different things to factor in for the tournament and having an extra day to kind of prepare for all of that, I think is, is really vital to, no matter what the draw is to have to win three games is a lot better than having to play four yeah. back to back to back days, especially when you don't know where you're going to travel that following weekend for the tournament. And be right back with Jake Schemmel. But first I just need to talk all your ears off about fan dual sports book. It's the most wonderful time of the year to get in on the action at the number one sports book in America. And hey, if you're going to be wagering on March Madness this month, well, do it with FanDuel because as a new customer, you will get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right. That is in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you're getting 1,000 smackaroos back from Mr. FanDuel himself. Gang, we could talk about college, or sorry, conference tournament lines your spartans are plus 650 right now on FanDuel. if we're feeling spicy about that mosey on over and wager a few shekels on them FanDuel sportsbook it's fast secure super easy to use and best of all you get paid quickly by mr FanDuel. you are not waiting for days at a time waiting for money to hit your account mm -mm, nope that is getting in your pocket as soon as possible so don't miss the chance to get in on your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official betting partner of the NBA. And it's why, you know, 19 of the 23 Big Ten tournament winners have had a double bye. And, well, it's also yeah. why Tom Izzo has won more of them than any other coach because he does have a good formula going on. And so, for example, like Friday, and I know that you were a manager seven, eight years ago, but, okay, it's still Tom Izzo, and I think that a lot of this – is still the same that it may have been. So things might be a little different here. But for sake of conversation, MSU tips off 2.30-ish. The game before them, let's call it Purdue versus Michigan because there's no way that Michigan can lose again to a team that's as bad as Rutgers. That would be completely embarrassing. So let's assume it's Purdue versus Michigan. What are you guys doing during that game? Is there a set of eyes on that game? And are there already people back at the conference room that's taped up? already kind of in the weeds for whatever's going on there. So like, what's that 24 hours like from Friday to Saturday? Yeah. So you hit the nail on the head. So there's usually anywhere from let's call it, we have roughly 12 managers um, okay. for big 10 for big 10 tournament and NCAA tournament. You only have one on the bench and that's because they regulate the amount of seats that go uh, or amount of chairs that are on sidelines for uh, benches. So we usually gotcha. only have one manager, the rest are in the stands but we'll dedicate people to scouting individual teams. And there will be somebody watching, uh, actually probably doing a live breakdown of the Purdue-Michigan game and breaking it down to each team and then having a folder ready for either team. And then that way, after our game, if we win, we know that, hey, everything's already lined up, everything's good to go. And it works the same way for the NCAA tournament. And that's it's actually a lot of fun, but it's also very tough because – if you're going into Saturday and, you know, let's say we're playing Texas and before us, you know, Kansas and Baylor, I don't know how we're paired with three big 12 teams, but just, um, sure. you know, they're playing before, like you're just, you're probably doing 10, 11 hours of work for one team that is literally just getting thrown out the door. You have to be wow. prepared for okay. any, um, you know, anything possible. So just for that exact um, instance that you said, I mean, it will be, Purdue versus Michigan before us on Friday, tipping off at noon. 
So they'll have, you know, probably 10 ish plus hours. Thankfully they've played both teams relatively recently, but they will have a full file ready to go. And whoever loses that team is just deleted. That file gotcha. is deleted. Wow. And so a lot of, a lot of work goes away, but I mean, you need to be fully prepared because it's not like we win and say, okay, now we're going to prepare for all of this stuff where it has to all be prepared. Now it would be a little bit different if it were switched, say mm-hmm. we're the five o'clock game and then we're playing the winner of the nine o'clock game. Again, everything is going to be lined up and then you're just li- um, doing a live breakdown of the game um, in sports code that we use to break down the film, or at least we did when I was there and then sending it off to the respective coach. Usually um, we sign a specific so like going into Purdue, Michigan, let's say Wojcik would have Michigan and Monty would have Purdue. Okay. You know, everything about that team, everything about that team. So, Hey, you know, Wojcik, Michigan won. Here's everything you need to know what they did that from that game. Here's the scout. Go from there. Man. And so at the end of this weekend coming up, obviously selection Sunday, and you've had two very unique experiences with selection Sunday, the two years you were there, 2014, very joyous, very celebratory. 2014, they beat Michigan. Okay, Selection Sunday's probably a hoot and a half for the team. 2015, lose a tight overtime game against Wisconsin, but still in the championship. So you still like maybe – Yeah, well, I'm not here to talk about that or the missed out-of-bounds call that they had. Hey, no. No, uh, you don't You don't remember it either. I'm, I'm, glad, to, I'm glad to see you don't hold positive. a grudge on that. So, yeah. No, I'm over – Jake, I'm an adult, okay? I'm over it. It's it's water under the bridge, please. We're a, a, I definitely nice, a healthy was not podcast. invited to <laughs> Zach Showalter's wedding because his uh, now wife swam for my brother, and I definitely did not bring up that call to Josh Gosman. I, I did oh, not no. because I was, you know, a mature – 27 year old adult at that time. And that's good. You know, it was water under the bridge. Definitely did not bring it up. Yeah. We only do mental sanity on this podcast. So that's good. (laughs) That's good that that we're aligned. Mental well being. You know, we don't (laughs) think about anything in the past. No. None of that. A game played by children doesn't keep us up for months, (laughs) if not years at a time. It's fine. It's okay. It was a fair and square game in 2015. Regardless, you're probably in the locker room. So this is two unique perspectives. Um, But for Selection Sunday, are you as a manager even allowed to even digest for five minutes and celebrate with the team that you guys had? Or like once those two teams flash, like Michigan State and blank, like is it just, okay, time to go in the film room, time to start crunching? Or what is that fallout like after Selection Sunday is uh, rattled off? Yeah. Uh, so what we'll do is we will, because I, I was able to be in the championship game both years. And so what we yeah. did both of those years, both of those years is we split the group in two. We actually sent half the managers home before okay. the game. Um, some had already just kind of maybe stayed back due to classes or just kind of schedule obligations. Uh, but we try to have a couple people back um, in the office so that they can start downloading stuff. Um, we do have people kind of waiting in a room just because, so 14 is a perfect example. We stay in Indianapolis. We watch it at the hotel you know, celebrate, you get the whole shot that you always see of them announcing teams. 15 is vastly different. We get on a bus, we're pulling up hotspots, trying to download everything that we can, but just a, um, just from an easy logistical standpoint. Yeah. We send half the people home uh, to start downloading games um, of that prospective opponent. And then, so let's say selection Sunday is four. Uh, they started at four o'clock. You'd probably know your bid by what? 9:45 PM, how they've been doing it the last couple Mm -hmm. of years of just drawing out the huge selection process. It's, yeah. I mean, 12 hour 
straight of work. I, I mean, the two, the two years that I was there, I mean, call it, we realistically knew by 6 p.m. It was, we were hopefully getting home the next morning by 6 a.m. Just because you are, again, so let's say you go in and you're the seven seed you're doing, you're pulling up down of usually the last five games if you can. So we try to do the previous okay. five games and then we'll highlight if we're playing like a smaller mid-major, maybe earlier in the year they played Kentucky or Michigan or another Big Ten school. We'll go back and break down that game as well. But you're breaking down. So if we're the seven seed, we're breaking down the 10 seed. And then we're also breaking down that two and 15 seed, all of their work as well. And then we're also going to start being proactive on who's on the other side of the bracket too. Just realistically looking, hey, we've got a pretty good draw. We know stuff about these teams. They've played, maybe they've played pre previous Big Ten teams or previous teams that we played throughout the season, and we can start pulling scout on them. But it is, um, it's just a madhouse. It, it really is just 10 to 12 hours of continuous work, just downloading film, breaking it down. There'll probably be two to three managers that break it down into offense, defense. Then there's okay. a, another two to three that would go into each one um, for a prospective team and look at offense and hit, call out all their plays and then defensively doing the same thing here, their tendencies. And then our grad assistants would probably do a lot of the personnel breakdown from there of breaking down specific players. But yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of fun because it's just a huge rush, but it also is a, a very long, uh, very long night. Those are well-deserved trips to Rick's in April when you guys finally yeah. get to end the season and unwind and, you know, take the edge off, if you will. So, for example, like 2015, okay, MSU is the seven seed. Virginia is the two. You play the next game, so you're probably looking to head to them. But in the same region, Villanova was number one. Like, are you already doing film on them that early? Or do you at least, like, wait till that first weekend goes away until you start diving into who could be at the other side of the bracket? usually wait till the first weekend if anything with one just because again with one being on the top we would probably look at who would realistically be um from that next bracket above us and okay. again we would more just try to look in into the season and see if they played anyone that we would already have film on like if they sure. played a big 10 because with big 10 we'll scout all of their games we scout all of our big 10 opponents games no matter what so we'll already have some of their, at least like offense and defense stuff. So we'll just have kind of files created and everything like that, but we really won't start doing too much film work. Again, we'll just probably break it down into an offensive defensive perspective so that, Hey, when we get there, we do know we've got 20 ish percent of the game, you know, work done because that's the, that's the toughest thing. I mean, you're watching a game, you're watching two hours of the game, just, hitting start for offense, stop, yeah. you know, stop for, stop for this possession, start for this possession, stop for that possession. Um, we watch it at, you know, a, a fast forwarded speed, but it is, that is the, definitely the part that takes the most is just trying to get the offense defense segment broke down. And then it goes off to a couple different managers that, Hey, this person's watching all offense and makes it a little bit easier from there. But we try not to look too far ahead just because it can be a lot of work that yeah. potentially gets wasted. So. Sure. Uh, that, very understandable. But yeah, I, I didn't know that you guys even jump even a little bit that had a schedule. It's fascinating. I mean, so far, this I, I, actually, hold on. How are you doing on time, by the way? I know I said 15 minutes and we are at the 17 yeah. minute mark. Are you okay? I do this I'm with way I, I do this way more guests than I should. I'm the worst host of all time. I just <laughs> completely end up lying about how much time I need from them. Um, but this all is, good. yeah, if, if you're fine, I got a lot more questions yeah. if, if you're fine for another 10 minutes. Sure, um, so, 
in 2015, um, the team was kind of just a middling Big Ten team, if you will. They go into the Big Ten tournament. They bang out a few good games. They go to overtime against a really, really good Wisconsin team. When did you, as a manager, start to have the hunch that this team is going to be okay in March? Was it that Big Ten tournament? Can you, as a manager, start to sense that in the practice room even before that begins? Or the end of the 2015 season, when did you start to feel the magic in the air? Um, Big Ten tournament was definitely a big one. I would say the one that really rattled it home was actually the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. We were playing Virginia, um, Mm -hmm. was the two seed. We had beat them last year. There was definitely some animosity from that game. Uh, You know, guys like Justin Anderson um, were back in different things. But uh, that was a game. I can't remember how many. I mean, I think Trav had, what was it, 11 of our first 15 or 15. 87 points. points. 87 points. He was amazing. (laughs) No, and, and he had that hot start. And so, again, there's one manager sitting on the end of the bench. The rest of us are sitting in the stands. Um, and he went off. I think he had that dunk to give him like the first seven or nine points, something like that. Virginia called a timeout and he turned to the crowd and we were sitting with all the rest of us. Managers were sitting with all the family and his dad was sitting right behind us. And he looked at him and he just said, I told you, I told you, and just pumped his chest and went to the, went back to the huddle. And that was like, Okay. <laughs> I, I, he, he really is here. And I mean, that's what you need. You need guard play. That, that yeah. is what gets teams to the final four. That is what helps teams win championships down at, you know, at the end of the season. And so it was one of those things of, I mean, yeah, halfway through the season, it was, I mean, cause we lost to Texas Southern. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Over, that's right. That was that year. Oh man. Yep. Over, over Christmas <sighs> break. Um, I don't think I can say it live on air, but just that practice that we had the next day was one of the most unforgettable experiences. It was just, we shot free throws. We didn't even really practice, but it was just, I think like a two and a half hour conversation just around life. And after losing a basketball game, it it, it was just, it was the most interesting experience I've ever had. Um, But that, that season truly was full of highs and lows. And then it was, we get to the big 10 tournament, Hey, we're pro- it's very similar to this year's team of, Hey, well, this year's team did a better job of kind of finishing out the year, but just, Hey, we're in a good spot. We're most likely in the tournament. Let's just get a few wins. Hey, we make it to the championship. Good. We're solidified. Let's just get a good draw. And then we get to that Virginia game and Trav really started to take over and it's like, Hey, we're in a really good spot. And then we go, you know, on Syracuse to play Oklahoma first before taking on Louisville and taking them down. So yeah, that was definitely I'll, – I'll never forget that. I got goosebumps just him turning to his dad and just saying, I told you, I told you, and went on from Spot there. Spot on. Spot on. Do you think that this year's team should have lost to Brown then, the, the way that that year's team lost to Texas Southern? Do you, do you think they should have taken a dive against, like, Buffalo perhaps too? Or no. Is that, okay, all right. No. That's fascinating. Ma- the- just losing to a MAC <laughs> team really just, I think, would ruin a team season. So I Yeah, just, that's I, hard to bounce I, back I from. Think- yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think that would do us very well. So, no, it would be really almost embarrassing too when you really think about it. Um, but again, that doesn't really happen in the Big Ten a lot anymore. Um, yep. In that 2000, I, I got to talk about the Elite Eight game against Louisville, one of my favorite games of all time. 
how many years were shaved off your life as a team manager? And did you ever think that um, this just isn't our day? Uh, because I, I thought that a few times and namely when that, what was he a 12% free throw shooter on Louisville came up to the line and it bounced halfway up the arena scoreboard and it dropped in the hoop. It's like, Oh, okay. Divine intervention. Like God wants Louisville to win. Like, or were you cool and calm collected the entire time as a man? No, I, I, I do. Uh, people can just go look at my Twitter timeline. I, <laughs> I, I do not, I do not do a very good job uh, of keeping my composure and, or, or hiding it or anything like that. Perfect. And, um, I, I mean, just that three game stretch. I mean, we go from again, beating a two seed Louisville that, Back to back, I mean, the year before they had, what, Joe Harris, they had Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon, they had yep. uh, Parentes. I mean, they had oh, yeah. such a phenomenal team. And then that uh, the following year, we beat them. And then we go in, we beat Buddy Heald in Oklahoma. You know, been a consistent pro and done a phenomenal job in the league. And then it's like we get to Louisville, we play Terry Rozier, um, Montrez Harrell, who is yep. the scariest basketball player I've ever seen <laughs> in human form me and it was just one of those things like I mean hey we're making a run but something's got to give at some point like I mean, mm-hmm. I mean we're a very good team but we are playing like we are playing NBA pros and I mean at this time Brandon Dawson's doing a very good job of uh you know having a really good run to help him get drafted but I mean we're starting Marvin Clark at the four I love Marv he's great but I mean we were just in a very tough matchup spot with those four games um, and going into that one, that, yeah, had to have taken 10 years plus off my life. <laughs> and just, I mean, the shots that Bryn was able to hit, um, yeah. the putback that BJ hit, uh, Marvin had a few um, putbacks as well. And, I mean, Gavin Schilling did a phenomenal job at the five. I mean, that was truly just an all-out team effort that game, led by Trice that, what was it, Denzel had that wraparound pass that was at his feet to hit oh, that God, big three. Yeah from the from the corner right by our bench so um no that was that game was just an incredible experience and it was just that i I mean it hits and it's just like i mean we're going to the final four again it was a team that we thought might break very similar to this year's team is this going to be the team that breaks tom Izzo's tournament stretch and they're going to a final four look at that and there is obviously you know a lot going on at the final four there's a lot of hullabaloo a lot of pageantry around it um what was like some of your best memories from the 2015 final four maybe not the game uh the 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 refs blew that game for us let's get that on record right now that was all officiating um that's that's how close it was uh but outside the game though like what is there to look forward to like just for the team of the team managers that you know you're not going to forget anytime soon yeah so um the NCAA tournament is just a very special thing in general. So during the season, we'll only travel probably three or four managers a trip. Sometimes okay. we'll take more, just kind of depending on how things are going. Big Ten tournament, we usually try to fly everyone down. But NCAA tournament, everyone's kind of going with us. And then, um, you know, to just experience that as a group um, with the Final Four is a lot of fun. Um, they have – you know, it, it's a big show. They have, um, yeah. you know, a big welcome party for all four of the teams. They have the huge final four convention that they let all the teams go through. So I think the year that we went, they, they had um, in Indianapolis. So I think they had a mock NFL uh, combine. Oh, so managers, wow. okay. you know, we're running forties against, you know, like Duke player. I did, I can't remember. I did some like football competition, I think with 
or like that Tyus Jones did and different things like that. So it was just really cool. Um, I mean, yes, these are athletes and I mean, they're held, they're put on the highest pedestal, but it was literally just college kids in a huge convention having a lot of fun. Um, and that was very cool to see. Um, but just definitely the camaraderie of, you know, it's interesting in college basketball of, is definitely the goal and obviously you want to win the championship but just there is that sense of accomplishment like hey we hung a banner we're at a final four i i I don't think there's anything like hey let's just coast we made it here obviously we want to win that game get to the championship and hang a championship banner but there is definitely something of one of the final four freaking teams in the country like that i mean we just won the hardest tournament in all of sports in my opinion of just it's losing you're out you don't know who you're playing um and everything like that. And so uh, just being able to experience that as a group and with all the, with all the guys and just really as a huge kind of pat on the back for all of you, the work that you did. Um, And I, I mean, coaches, I'll put it the best before going back to that elite eight game um, versus Louisville. It's one of the speeches that I'll always remember. And he said, you know, he didn't say a ton and didn't really get into too much basketball or how much, you know, you need to do this. You need to do that. It was give me two hours of work for a lifetime of memories. And that's what he, uh, that's what he sent off the game for, for the Louisville game. And it, it was the simplest words that spoke the truest meaning of just give me two hours of work and I will give you a lifetime of memories. And it happened. It came true with the final four and they, they truly are lifetime memories for all of us. So. Two hours and fifteen minutes, if you include overtime. So really, the, the, te- the, the team dug deep. That's awesome, though. That, that, I, uh, ten years it, of my life. Ten years of my life, truly, in in terms I, of just yeah, kind of worth how it. How much though, I, you know, I so, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> Between that elite yeah. eight uh, and the elite eight against Duke, I think I'm I'm out of here at the age of forty nine, probably. But fine. That's you know what I I had a good I time. I could have. I think I would have yeah. had a heart attack if I was an actual like manager oh. stands for that Duke game. Just sweating profusely through every yeah. shirt that you've ever. Oh God, um, I got. First of all, thanks a lot for your time, and this has been great. Yeah. Um, always, always great chatting uh, with you, especially hey, right here in Lockdown Spartans. That's what I'm talking about. But I got one more question, and it's my broadest question for the end. Worked for two years under Tom Izzo. Working under Tom Izzo was blank. Take it, take that how you want it. I know. Um, hot seat time no um but just the the first word that comes to mind is just incredible because um it's incredible from every way from incredibly bad to (laughs) incredibly well because i mean there there were times that i mean it's a four-hour practice of just straight standing there's times where we don't even get to practice for the first three hours because he has the guys in the locker room having a conversation Um, but it's also been, you know, incredible because of all the experiences that I got to have of being able to win a big 10 tournament, being able to go to a final four, being able to celebrate, you know, senior day with my family and have all of them there to be able to go back to games, bring my son, um, and bring him there and have him, you know, give him hopefully the experiences later in life that I was able to have and, you know, introduce my wife and my family to my Spartan family. I mean, that. Um, is all made possible because of him, but he he treats the managers no different than the players. And it's one of those things that he is the, he will be your biggest critic, but he will always be there for you. Um, whenever you need it, I'll never forget. Um, 
so out of school, I chose not to go into sports. Um, I, w- I just entered into the professional world and I was about two years in and I was uh, gravely missing the sports world. And I uh, had actually been contemplating on applying for a job at the University of Wisconsin. I believe it was a assistant director of ops for uh, their men's or women's team. And I had shot him a text and, you know, asked if he could give me a call whenever he got the chance. And he gave me a call that night and we talked for an hour. And I mean, we walked through everything wow. from what I made at my current job, what I was going to make at that job, what, you know, did I have student loans? Did I have expenses? How was I going to do this? Did I have, I just started seeing, um, you know, my wife, she was my girlfriend at that time, but it was just family things, everything like that. So truly just incredible from that perspective of he's not, a coach he's not a mentor he's you know a, a family member it's you know you go yeah. back to all the terrible things that had happened um last month at the university but when he said you know i'm not i don't love the place you know i'm not i i live the place like like he is michigan state and, and he takes any wears that on his heart and he will do you know he will drop whatever he needs to at the you know drop of a pin to be able to help out whether it's a former secretary, former manager, former player. Um, and so that's why, you know, he, he puts you through hell, but he, he gives you every, anything and everything you need to in return. And that's why I say it's just an incredible experience. That's why, you know, that, like outsiders like myself love Izzo because, you know, he doesn't just talk the talk, he walks the walk. And mm-hmm. speaking with, you know, a guy that was on the inside like you, I mean, yeah, this it's only hammers every point home that we've known about Izzo. Whether it's, hey, yeah. the, the March Magic, what goes into making the sausage to, you know, who he is after you leave the program, which I guess it's kind of silly to say because it sounds like you never truly do leave the program. You're always part of it. No, so, and that's something I'll, I'll never forget it. The tw- I believe it was our 2016 reunion. It would have been against Maryland when we wore the neon uniforms. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Costello picked up coach and everything in that game. Um, Pre-COVID, he used to have the reunion dinners at his house post-games. And so, excuse me, we were there um, celebrating, drinking, having a lot of fun, and game day was there that day and all of a sudden we just turn around and you know like Seth Greenberg Jay Billis all those guys are there and we start just shoot shit with Jay Billis and we had talked to him and he goes you know Duke has a brotherhood you know yeah, they're close right. they, they understand it but nothing like what Michigan State has to offer and I think it's something you know people we always you know share it on social media we talk about oh like Michigan State's a family no it it really is like he created that family and has done such a good job helping growing it, helping maintaining it and into truly something that I think no place else in the country has to offer. I mean, couldn't have said it better, any better myself. Look at that, man. So Jake, anything else you want to say? You've been killing it here. Like this has been your show today. So anything else that you want to say before we turn these cameras off and go enjoy the rest of the week and prepare for a big 10 tournament run that you've promised ends on Sunday. Anything else you want to add? Nope. I'm, I'm just looking forward to who will get to, you know, play on Friday. I think, you know, we'll have a great slate of games starting on Friday with that Purdue Michigan game at noon. Uh, So I'm really just looking forward to who we have to play and starting that run to get us to Sunday and, uh, you know, get that seventh uh, big, (laughs) big 10 tournament championship. Amen. Here, here. That's what I'm talking about. Gang, we will be back tomorrow. We're going to be talking more Michigan State hoops. Um, I can't promise it'll be better than this conversation, but hey, we're going to try our best to make it just as good. Keep it here. We're going to be here all week. Whenever Michigan State plays, we're going to go into the weekend with these episodes. We are going to grind 
just like the team managers do, just like the players do, just like the coaches do. Until then, love you all. Go Green. Go Lions.